0: Four minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories here on uh, Metro FM Talk. And the second part, of course, of our business wrap this evening uh, takes a look at the uh, midterm results of uh, car rental and leasing business, Avis Budget. And uh, uh, yeah, the difficulties of operating in a pandemic where historically your business model has been heavily reliant on travel and co-located in many instances uh, near airports. Ramasela Gandas the CEO of Avis Budget and my guest this evening. Ramasela. good evening to you and welcome. Hello. Ramasella. Yes, yes, I can hear you. Unjan.
1: I'm
0: good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Let's maybe start off here. I mean, I think many people would have uh, by now uh, expected that, uh, you know, car rental and leasing businesses that are reliant on air travel, um much like yours would have been out of business by now just based on one your cost structure but also in addition to that uh, some of the difficulties of not having international travel
1: yes and it would be a fair assumption and expectation um because i mean i joined avis on the 1st of april 2020 uh mm. if that's like 4 days after um uh, major lockdown so no travel no activity so literally, I walked in and 28,000 vehicles were parked, uh, especially on the car rental side of the business. And really quick decision had to be made. And I think the one thing I've learned through this period of COVID was being decisive about the future of Avis was key. And, and really mm-hmm. making those decisions was, was what was required on the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, I guess, you know, how hard that hit has been just on that car rental and leasing part, but uh, how in many ways, you know, your your second hand sort of uh, uh, one year old cars coming in into that berth and being able to, to at least see some demand growth that uh, has tied you over here. Yes. Yeah. So as obviously
1: we, we've got three uh, levels. I mean, we, we rent a car uh, for a day and to 11 months, we leave up until seven years, where we lose about uh, the six-by-four. And then mm. after utilization, we dispose of it. So moving into a business that is really restricted from a mobility point of view, you know, with the current house size, as you say, a one-year-old. But at the time, because cars was fairly, fairly new, we, we actually did a lot of deflating. So we had to resize the business and right-size it to the right market and went in at the right time to to dispose. But, you know, most people thought our disposal was out of, you know, anxiety and fear and just reactionary to, to the lockdown, partly. But what we did, because we were really good in disposing of the vehicle, we actually mm-hmm. yielded good return on our disposal. I think our margins uh, moved from something like 12% to 20%. Of, of just disposing, so that market uh-huh. became very buoyant. But it didn't just start like that, In Between April and May, we only sold one car. And this is mm. a business that sells about between 1.2, 1.6 a month. And and to dispose one Jeez. car, it meant some other creativity and innovation needed to happen, other than the youth car. Mm. And this is where, during that time, we introduced a mobility subscription, during hard lockdown. And a lot of of lessons, but it was great.
0: Sure. We'll come back to the mobility subscription now, but I'm quite interested in the margin growth that you've seen in that segment and whether or not that's been driven by strong price growth or been driven by uh, something maybe on the bottom end of your income statement on the cost side.
1: So it was a combination. Uh, Firstly, our cars are fairly new, and we also look after them. I mean, a a one-year-old from a car rental, especially from us, uh, as Asus, we looked after them and we put them, you know, we call them dealer states. They should be in the dealer position, dealer floor position. But I think the major contributor even today is also a shortage of use of new cars. Uh, that really contributes a lot in, in the current state, especially in this current financial year. That mm. we've got a lot mm. of shortage of new cars. And also new cars that are there are quite expensive. So really it's a question of demand and supply. And and because we are the biggest purchaser of any vehicle, um, sure. so we, we do have a lot of stock to, to sell at the right price. So we really to a larger extent, you know, in a good position for our second hand market. But our yeah, cost basically, yeah. uh one of the critical things that we did was restructuring our business during cut lockdown and really mm. cut a lot of costs. So so we we're really starting at the low base from a cost point of view.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you say that, I mean, I guess a lot of people, who, when they hear that, get uh, quite jittery. I mean, are you saying you guys went on a slash and burn, retrenchments, uh, or is it about, I guess, maybe digitizing parts of your operations, um, reshifting people into different roles, or I guess uh, sort of retooling yeah. them? What happened?
1: So at the time of lockdown, for the survival, there were a couple of things that one needed to do. Catch preservation mm. and cause containment. And, and cost containment uh, and cash included renegotiating with contractors, but also closing down facilities that in the past may have made sense, but now it didn't make sense. And, and mm. so there's a lot of facilities that we had to, to exit. And certainly, we, uh, we had to, to, to also do the, the research on retrenchment because most of our business came to a standstill. Literally, airport mm. were closed. For, you couldn't access an airport. So there was a lot of, so when you close facilities for the people that were based in those facilities, but more importantly, what we did, we integrated the, the leasing side of the business and the current, sure. and there were a lot of synergies that we extracted out of that business, mm-hmm. and, and we did, did a good cost uh, containment exercise. There.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as demand has returned, have some, have some of those people come back? I mean, I guess you wouldn't have retraced all of them. Some of them would have been laid off or put on short time.
1: Yeah, no, as, as, and and you know, one of the things I kept on saying to the team during the very tough period of, of restructuring, mean, that we need able to survive, and not only to survive, mm. but thrive, so that I'll be able to call them back. And, and and today, yes, there's still so many uncertainty with regard to the third wave now and the fourth wave, but when demand came up, like in December, what we saw, most of them were called back, um, and, and they're really uh, fortunate for us, they really came back, with the same level of energy as, as the, you know, way before the retrenchment, and we've been real contributor to the business. So we've been sure. doing that, but there's a lot of uncertainty in the market at the moment. As you know, with the vaccine rollout, uh, and our yeah. country still migrate for travel, you know, you can't say that we're out of the loop. We're still very much sure. in, in, in that uncertain period.
0: Yeah, we get a lot of students who listen to the show, um, and I guess, you know, I, I'm quite curious, much like they are, around how the parlor world restructuring didn't affect you uh, as, as Avis budget. Um, we saw some entities in their motor business or automotive business being, uh, you know, hived off and uh, disposed of. Um, maybe just share that rationale once again with us of why the parent company has uh, expressed so much faith in this uh, particular business and why it continues to do so.
1: We you know, we are really focused on, on on the business and on our customer and one of the things that Balo did and deployed to, to throughout the business was the Balo's business system. And the Balo business system is about continuous improvement and respect for people. And mm. and continuous improvement is about extracting value out of the business and seeing great margins. And even during this period of lockdown, if you look at the situation we're in in September we, we really uh, big losses. I mean, we made 300 million of loss in six months. Still without international travel. Still without parliament sitting in Cape Town. We made a profit mm. of over 100 million. So, so the the followall business system is really uh, giving us the value that followall is looking for. And and I think that's one of the the biggest things. And I mean, uh, the group CEO has really outlined the strategy of followall long term. And and I think what we are very mindful of is we will continuously to drive mm. and generate value for our shareholders, and, and that's what we're doing as we respect both customers and our employees as, as we do follow our business systems.
0: Awesome stuff. Ramasala, thank you very much for your time. And uh, do send through a happy sticker to uh, some of your staff out in uh, the airport there in East London. Uh, they've certainly been of great help to me. Uh, not only over the years but over the last while or so Um, and uh, maybe they'll tell you offline uh, what happened there but thank you very much for your time
1: thank you i'm so well listening i know them i'm so well listening but thank you very much
0: Awesome stuff. Thank you very much. Ramasella Gandas, the CEO of Avis Budget, uh, with us there for the second part of our business wrap this evening. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we go into the world of tech. And I'm going to be joined by Amat Lenjinga, the founder of Lundu, uh, which is an e-commerce platform uh, that uh, is uh, placing front and center inclusion, diversity and the planet.